This is the On Call Podcast. Your home for sports, news, pop culture, tech, and the obscure. And of course, your host, Michael Myers. Hey, little thing, let me light your candle, cause mama, I'm sure hard to handle now, just around. And this is the On Call Podcast. Filming. Well, what? That's right. Filming from a new little position right now. You can see, uh, if you're going to be watching here on YouTube, I have a fabulous looking banner from Concepts AD. And uh, later on in the episode, you're going to hear an interview with Dan, who's the head of sales and marketing. And that was a, a fun interview. And if you're interested in that, you're going to love hearing his chick flick pick that we're going to discuss, dissect, and have a shit ton of fun about. Anyways. Yeah, Dan, which I was not invited for the uh, podcast recording of, which I'm slightly upset. Now, why are you going to lie to the people? You were invited. You were at another location and delayed the interview, and he was not as free as I am. Oh, my Just bad. like this... All right, I'm this sorry. episode was Carry supposed on. to be recorded at 10 and it's 11 because I delayed it because kids are selfish and they ask for a, I know, they ask right? for a bedtime story. All they care about is themselves. Yeah, I write a bedtime story. Uh, I had to deflate the inflatable water slide again, which I had for the second week in a row. It's a different one. It's a new one. This one's called the hurricane, which is really fitting if you're in Florida, we are worried and scared. Well, some of us are worried and scared, not me. We have the, uh, I don't even know what it's called. It's not even a hurricane yet, but it's tropical storm. But that doesn't stop the news from sh- shitting in your Cheerios that life is going to be over here in no time flat. <laughs> and I just want to say there's a heat wave going on. And, uh, you know, even though it doesn't seem that hot to you, you know, your dogs are getting hot. Keep them inside. Right. I can't believe that's something you even have to tell people. Hey. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't realize how hot the dog is because uh, they don't. They can't sweat. You know. Yeah. It's, yeah not as well as we can. Yeah. They, but check they this focus out. On, uh... oh, I thought I was going to get more of a reaction than that. I think Ender was just saying to hell with you. Maybe he's too hot in that heat wave that you're talking about. She's passed out. Yeah, I just, I'm all jealous. Right, let's I'm kick super it off. jealous that mine won't do that. If I squeak a ball, she's all over it and there's no ending. But how long does Ender play when she, when, when she plays? Around how long does Ender play? And when you're actually like ready to go to the park and do that. Oh man, she'll she's, she'll go at it, man. As long as you want, she'll play tug of war. Oh really, man? My Aria plays for three minutes, and then she's done. Yeah, and then she's yeah. Well, isn't she like a mini greyhound or something? She's an Italian greyhound. She is right. Very petite. Aren't they notorious for that? I didn't realize they were that short. Like their their abilities were that short. It's crazy. I'm okay with it. But it's it was a surprise to know that a dog that small 
is really not that concerned with playing all that much. Lazy. So how was how was your week there, amigo, Mister Lowell? Yeah, visited my parents in Charlotte. It was nice. Although Ender was very aggressive towards my niece and nephew. And I was hoping she wouldn't be. And I put her collar on that like vibrates and beeps. But yeah, she was uh, barking at them pretty aggressively. I feel like part of it is just me being there. And if I'm not there, it's not nearly as bad. So every time you do anything, she's really just like protecting yeah, and she's she's real scared of kids, man. I feel like they're they're loud, they're unpredictable, they're invading your personal space. So I kind of understand, but I don't know. She's just very aggressive towards them. How aggressive are we biting? Well, nipping? I've never given her the opportunity, but she seems like she would bite. But also, she seems so scared. I was like, this is not. Like, I'm not messing around. When the dog is scared, that's when they're in biting mode, I feel like. Yeah, I, I don't think they ever... Most, most of those big dogs don't even ever bite out of aggression. It's more of protecting themselves and people. What are you drinking today, amigo? Ooh, I actually have different beers today. No, you're not drinking the I, Hobo IPA? Yeah, I picked up this in Charlotte, uh, Double Indemnity, uh, Double IPA from Legal Remedy Brewing Company. Mm. And then I also have this other Charlotte beer from Birdsong Brewing Company. Mm. And it's a session at 4.8%. I can get behind that. How, how do you prefer a bitter or a super dark and hoppy? I prefer bitter. Bitter... No sweetness. That's interesting, considering I'm sitting here with an old-fashioned that's with a teaspoon of the cherry juice from the uh, fancy-ass cherries just to add to the sweetness of the bourbon. Oh, Yeah, the yeah, you're on the old-fashioned kick. <laughs> I was listening to our last episode, and you were talking about God, it. It's so good. I can't, I can't get over it. And like... I don't know. I'm, I'm just... I'm fascinated. And then I tried to have my friends... Uh, who helped me rearrange the room because now I've, I realize no one has seen other than the stream we did before. I'm on the other end of the room to give a nice view so people can see this nice fancy-ass banner. So you can really get your branding in there? Right? Look, at, look at how bold On Call Pod looks in that view. It looks fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. So I tried to get them to try it, and they're just beer drinkers, which typically I am. But this man, fa- this uh, old-fashioned slash Manhattan hits different. <laughs> Did you call it a Manhattan? Pretty much because the difference is the whiskey <laughs> and bourbon and simple sugar versus yeah, sugar Manhattan cube. should be called a Manhattan for you because uh, yeah, it makes you fat, that's right? right? And you're a man. That's, that's right, big fat man, fat, drunk, and stupid. Did you send him his uh, mask? Oh, he's got it, and he's looking good. The other one, I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, I sent it to. The podcast, uh, Beer First. I know because I sent him a message today. It's Beer in Front, not Beer First, which I sent it Monday morning, and I messaged him today to find out if it had arrived, and he said that he's actually having a true issue with his mail, and he's actually only gotten one piece of mail all week long. (laughs) I don't know what's happening because I get 47 pieces of junk mail a day. 
I know. It's where I get all my coronavirus from, the mail. I actually threw away a paper from Wu Chang, China today that came in the mail with something I ordered <laughs> off of eBay. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember what the name of the company, or the the name of the the province was that I ordered from originally, because when I went to look at the original listing, the company has now changed their location to Secret Comma China. Those, sneak, those sneaky bastards. I so I don't. I don't remember what city, what, how it works there, because they're not city and states. But like, I ordered from a city. Oh yeah, they're provinces, right? right? So whatever province it was, it's not. It's not, it's listed as secret on eBay now, whatever it is. Uh, so what are you doing this weekend? Well, since this isn't going to be released before, we are having a secret surprise congratulations party for my mom. Oh, for graduating from nursing school? Yeah, she graduated from nursing school last week and... She took her NCLEX on Friday and found out this past Monday she passed and she's now working as an RN starting yesterday. Wow. Congratulations. Debbie Dew. Michael's mom. Yeah, Debbie Dew. There's a, there's a poster. Uh, thank, thank you, Concepts AD, again. They actually sent me that when I ordered this banner behind me right here, whatever, right here. They sent me one for my mom, and uh, I can't wait to post and promote that one, too, because it's an awesome-looking banner. I'm getting up really early in the morning. I'm going to take her golfing so Nicole can prep the house and finish the setup shit, and we're going to surprise her with... Uh, with us tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah, at 1 o'clock. She's going to be so, so oh, shocked. Oh, that sounds nice. So shocked. I got her... Can I get your mom's number so I can text her like a congratulations? You can. I'll send it to you. And maybe just send like yeah. a couple. Dick pic. Like a ni nice looking photos of myself. No, no, no. no, no nothing inappropriate. Just like, you know. Be a gentleman. A little bit of midriff. Yeah. A little flex. It, wear a bow tie. Was your mom single? She's been single for many a moon, my friend. Many a moon. Mm -mm. So, you know, she'd really appreciate it. She might. She's been single for a long time, but she's super excited. She just started working for the same company I'm working for. And I really wanted to train her because I wanted to put her through the fucking ringer because she was my boss when I was working as a CNA and nothing would have made me happier to return the favor that she did to me a few years ago. <laughs> but my boss wouldn't let it happen. Be your mom's boss. Mm, that's an interesting concept. That's right. She was going to get it. I was going to give her the worst shit to do. So, so you gonna cook anything nice or? Oh what? yeah, we got. Or are you getting we got plenty uh, of food. delivery or what? No, we got pulled pork, wings, meatballs. Uh, Wait, where's the pulled pork coming from? The crock pot. Oh nice. We have a, we have yeah, a fresh, yeah. no, that's a good. fresh pork butt ready to throw in. It's seasoned and everything. When are you gonna put it in? It takes a while. Oh, we're gonna put it like probably five thirty before, and then put it in the garage. So then you won't the smell won't waft out. While it's starting. 5.30 a.m.? Yeah, because then it'll be ready. It's eight hours. Who the fuck is going to be up at 5.30 a.m.? It'll probably end up being me. But that's okay. I'll get it. and All I have to do is throw it in. Everything's ready. I just have to put it in. 
you know. Oh, you know what you can do is you can get one of those um, Amazon Alexa. Do you have an Alexa? I do, but the the crockpot's not smart enough. No, but I know you can get an outlet mm. that like plugs into the outlet, and then you plug the right. device into that, and then you can like choose when to turn on. Unless you're maybe you're yeah, if it's like one of those crockpots like I have, where it has to be plugged in and turned on type of thing. That's right. That's right. When it turns on, it's gonna you have to click the buttons to do high, low. Four hour, eight hour, ten hour shit. Uh, okay, so maybe you couldn't. It's, yeah, it's a, it's an old crock pot, but it's the only one that's, that doesn't burn shit. So I'm, ex- I'm ex- yeah, and then people even with the crock pot, they do you ever use those like plastic bags or liners in <laughs> Dude, them, or do you yeah, just cook I do. it? I always do because I'm such a lazy cleaner. <laughs> I I use a, I use the, the the liners every single time I cook. If if I have a meal planned and I don't want to. If I don't have the liner, I'll just be like, well, we're going to cook something different today because I don't feel like soaking this burned shit at the bottom of the crock pot. And they're staring at me lovingly. I wish people could love as purely as dogs. It probably hurts to love as much as a dog loves. Oh, man. She's grumpy, though. She like, I try to get her to cuddle me when we're sleeping and she... She won't even do it. I think it's because I toss and turn or something, so she doesn't want to be too close because I disturb her when I'm sleeping. You know, I think that's part of Nicole's problem. She can't get comfortable long enough, so that's one of the reasons we moved the bed. I realize we moved also for hosting area, but... Wait, you moved your... You rearranged your room. That's what you're talking about? Oh, yeah, the whole bedroom. Oh, let me take a picture and let me see. I can do that. So now, well, you're not going to see everything because you didn't see the whole room before because I'm ah, sitting there. that's true. So I'll take a picture where you got to see where I was sitting before. How about that? And I'll send it to you right now. Okay, cool. Uh, you, got, you can hold it up to the camera so our uh, listener can uh, see. Dude, that place is so fucking messy. But sure, why not? People can see it. I'll, I'll open this picture right here. You can see this messy-ass bed because it's still completely disarranged right now. It's it's an ugly looking room. So I switched everything. How many square footage is your house? Are you trying to put me on blast? 2,500 yeah, 2, and uh, What's your credit score? 695. 2,500? 2,560 square feet. Holy crap. That's huge. It's, it's a good size house. I need to look up what my square footage is. I'm not even sure. All right, people. You guys can see it right now. And it's going to be on the camera. Let me... Oh, it's hard to zoom in. Unplug that. See if they can see it. Oh, the camera doesn't want to zoom in. No, it's got to be way closer, bro. Oh, you're killing me. I can't see anything. Mess. Nah, you're gonna have to text it. Oh, I already did. Oh, you did text it. I can show it. I can show it on mine. There you go. That works. Oh wow. Okay. It's a complete. Yeah, it's a complete disarray. Uh, it does look better on yours. Which? Oh, that's dirty. I know it looks. I know it looks <laughs> shitty right now, but it's gonna. Oh, wait. Oh my goodness. You're on the. <laughs> wait. So your desk is facing the bed? Yeah. 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 I needed a wall. Oh so man, could, that's hilarious. Yeah, I needed a wall so I could put the the, the banner up. That, <laughs> the banner's just too awesome to leave sitting there. 
That's awesome. I have some wonderful uh, 3M Velcro things. I can pull it down until it's going to be left as a couple of white strips. Wait, so you don't have any other room to podcast in? Like not even like the garage or something? Oh, my house is 1250. Yeah, so and it's pretty big, man. I don't you, but you got like twenty five hundred. That's like that's like double the size of my house. Yeah. Well, I got a I got what, a what mom you, living here. What do you got I, there, my man? My mom's here. The kid. Tec- and text it, me the address so I can look it up on Zilla. And another one please. on the way. So like all the bedrooms are utilized. The office is being used. It's gonna be the kids' room. So that's in disarray. I don't know. There's not an extra room. What do you want me to tell you? There's not extra room. We have some flex space, but it's not set up to be not echoey. All right, I'm going to look up. Uh, So what are we going to talk about? What are we going to... This episode, for our listener, um, are we talking about medical malpractice suits? So the... Just to give them the intro. The most... Or maybe we should save that for next episode because we're already way (laughs) off the rails. We should. It's 16 minutes in. Well, the the malpractice <laughs> one is a little easier to discuss because the, the biggest ones are mainly just huge. Uh, they're they're usually class actions. But the one that the most interesting episode discussion would be the 10 most bizarre practices and theories, which are completely out of date now, but they did them for years and years. And I want to do a topic of she got hot talking about things. I want to do one on lobotomies because that's one of the most fascinating medical procedures in the history of medical practice. So I have I have like seven links and a half of a script written up for that one. That one's gonna be fun to talk about. So you're the only thing you need to contribute to that episode would be. Hilarity. I got commentary. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at your uh, house right now. A nice bathtub. I can see where your um, youngest kid was conceived. No, I've actually never sat in that jacuzzi. <laughs> you never got in the... You got a three-car garage. I do, but I've never gotten that jacuzzi. What? Why? I haven't taken a bath since I was 25 years old. Dude, baths <laughs> are lovely. The only reason I haven't taken one is because... I have like one of those like regular standard bathtubs and you know, that even in my size, I barely even fit in there. You know, I oh my goodness. You got one of those, uh, like makeup, like the, yeah. the, um, yeah, it's got like a makeup a counter, desk a counter thing. So drawers. someone can sit with a chair and do their makeup. Yeah. I use that on the daily. If you couldn't tell, you could say I'm fucking beautiful. And a separate. Ooh. And their toilet has its own little room so you can poop while somebody else is taking a shower and they won't be disturbed. Is that not a thing everywhere? No, my parents have one in their house, but I mean... Um, That's when you know you've made it, I guess. No, it's not because my bathroom... You have to have a huge bathroom for that to have a separate toilet. Yeah, I think... And you got those archways. Very I nice. Think the and a lot of carpeting, like, though. I'm not a fan. No, no, no. I don't have any carpeting here. That was the... Oh, bo- but no, the, I mean in the, the... Before I even moved into the house, we redid the entire flooring. Yeah, nice. It's a four three, very nice. Yeah, I could see when you bought it. So it was that was really rough, actually. So, dang man, that that what you paid for it, man, that gets you a lot. We we bought the house, and then we were we knew if we started to move in, we wouldn't do the flooring. 
So yep. took out, you know, you take out some credit and you buy all the flooring. Turns out we couldn't afford to have someone put it in for us. So welcome to work hard land. And you end up trying to yeah. figure out how to, I had to learn how to level my flooring for this to live here. Dude, that house in Decatur, or at least even where I live, it would be 300 at least. But we got a smoke and, and I live in like a cheaper part of Atlanta, but anywhere else in Atlanta, it'd be in the four or 500 grand. This house dropped price like four or five times because he couldn't sell it. I think he was going bankrupt. Yeah. So you got a, so you got a pretty good deal on it. I mean, I saw it already uh, went up like 11 or 12 K in equity since you bought it in a year. And that doesn't count any of the upgrades and the lot behind the house. Ooh, what happened to that? We bought the lot behind the house. Ooh, very nice. That's where your mom's going to live? Well, yeah, we're going to do... Uh, I don't know. How how big are modular homes where you live? What's a modular home? Well, well, modular is when it arrives pre-built sort of thing. It looks like a trailer without wheels. Oh, uh, okay. But down here, the one of the huge things in Florida is having a, a prefabricated house. So when you do yeah prefab yeah so those are really huge down here because the cost of putting a loved one in a a nursing home is ridiculously priced. So a nursing home is like fifty five hundred a month for the bare necessities: cooking, cleaning, laundry. That doesn't include medication to give your loved one the medication that they need. Say they have a little forgetful and they have to give medication. That's like an extra three grand a month. You're looking at nine grand a month to put your parent in a nursing home. Well, that can't even pay that for one month. Exactly. So we discovered prefab houses can be had for like 40 to 85 for the house with a foundation. So really, if you just put that up, you're looking at a mother-in-law and future-proofing your house because... It's growing in popularity. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. We're going to work on building a walkway after we decide where we want to actually put the little prefab. It's like a 650 square foot apartment that you're just going to have your mother live in. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited for it. There's so many companies down here. I think there's 13 within 150 miles. Is that when I'm like driving down the highway and I see like a house on a, uh, like on a, on a big truck yeah. dropping it off at your place? Yeah. It's, it's so hard. There's so many options. You can have some that look like log cabins. You can have them look like they're a house in the, oh, in no. the valley. Oh, I want a log cabin for sure. Not in Florida. You don't. We have termites everywhere down here. Termites? Everywhere. When I bought this house. We had to get it a second and third inspection because there was termites in the mulch that got into our front bay window. So we actually <laughs> had to pay to treat it within the first 30 days. Otherwise, everything wouldn't clear. So I had a dog that was like a termite. He ate through a door. Well, when I was a kid. A bad, it wasn't that's my... a bad son of a bitch. <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah, we're 23 minutes I'm going to do some, uh, I'm going to smoke some ribs tomorrow. I'm oh. excited. How did that, you mm. did the pork belly. How did that turn out? And that was the good, you said, right? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I was disappointed out of the skin, but um, yeah, I'm going to do some pork ribs tomorrow. I did some, when I visited my parents, I did some in the oven, like you do. Um, turned out pretty good. Like, um, 
even the my nephew and niece were like just destroying ribs. Um, it's good, I, but yeah, no, you know they don't they don't get the nice color like they do when you smoke them. You it's know, true. it does have a lower um, a lot more grayish hue. It kind of takes yeah. away from the looks like a boiled meat. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll have to say, uh, paprika when you, in your rib rub, it's for color. So just put some paprika in there, be good. I did. Uh, I did find out that Savannah, my little one, loves ribs specifically while they're on the bone. This little picky, uh, <laughs> she's a little picky. Well, asshole. yeah. When would they not be on the bone? Oh, because you make them so tender, they just fall right off. Well, kind of. I also just take them off the bone. Like, she's so fucking picky. I was like, there's no way she's gonna pick these bones up and gnaw off the meat. So we weren't going to. Like, That's the fun part. So, it's meat on a stick. Right. So <laughs> we took the first two ribs, scraped the meat off, and didn't add barbecue sauce. And then she saw us eating the rib with the sauce and everything. She goes, I want to try it that way. And then she had three more ribs. I couldn't fucking believe it. <laughs> She's never eaten so yeah, much. Yeah, did you, um, so so you guys, uh, the last time you made them, you, they passed the bite test, like it stayed on the bone until you bit it? Until so you started to pull, yep. I don't want it to fall off too much, which I've failed Mm-mm. at many a time. Yeah, you got to make sure you don't go above 205 and you'll be good. So that's the bite test, huh? It's making sure that it doesn't fall off when you go to take a bite, that it just crumples into the plate. Yeah, when people say like, oh man, these ribs are so good, they're fall off the bone. That's actually not what you want because anybody can do that. You just cook them, overcook them. Like you could do them in the crock pot like that. All the meat will fall off. It's like you want to stop them to the point where they stay on the bone until you bite. And then it all comes, like each bite comes off and it's called the bite test. Well, shit. That's good to know. I didn't realize that was actually called the bite test. But now that I know that, I want to be sure to not overcook, which has been I, my issue several different times when I've cooked ribs. If you, if it, when they fail, fall off like that, it seems like you end up ruining the marrow of the bone. Well, you're just eat, you have to eat it with a fork. I don't want that. It's like it would be like cooking corn on the cob so much that all the corn falls off. You know, like you want to hold it and bite it off like it's part of it but no just as long as you you have a temperature prep you told me mm-hmm. uh just don't go above 205 like take it off at like 203 um and then or 202 or whatever and then you know unwrap them sauce them broil them um for till like till right before the sauce starts to burn just enough to caramelize and then you let them rest for a few minutes flip them over so that you can see where the bone is when you cut. You never want to cut them with like the meat side up. Always cut them upside down so you can see where the uh, bone is. I gotcha. And then brown in your rub, always put brown sugar. Brown sugar is the best rub base for pork ribs. And you can put like some salt, some garlic powder. So if you want to spice it up a bit, you can add some chili powder or whatever. Brown sugar. Um, paprika for color for sure. I'm a big fan of dried mustard. Yeah, that, any of that stuff, all good. Just make sure brown sugar is your base because it is... Well, you can use just, just salt and pepper. I just think um, sugar and pork go together really well. That's fair. That's true. That's true. All right. That's good to know. So, well, we're going to wrap this one now, actually, because I have a, the, min, the interview is 20 minutes, so that'll make a decent episode. 
Okay. This is the interview with Dan from Concepts AD. I had a fucking awesome time interviewing him, and I'm looking forward to uh, a segment with him. Maybe he's going to be the full-time sponsor or the, you know, the first sponsor of On Call Pod. Give a listen, a like, follow him on Instagram, follow him on Facebook, Concepts AD, one word. You can follow Dan at Concepts AD underscore DR on Twitter and Instagram. Just look up Concepts AD on Facebook, www.conceptsad.com. They're not mobile optimized yet, though, so they're not. <laughs> that's, their, that's their one weak spot, I'd say. But uh, listen to the interview. That's cool. When we have Mon, I'm going to talk to him about that. He's open to that, too. He's ready. They want to grow. When we're gonna all gonna grow, we're all going to grow together. Yeah, but if, and if you buy something from Concepts AD and tell them that the only reason you're buying something is because of this podcast, we will Venmo you $5. There you go. And uh, Elizabeth right. Turner, I'm glad that she found she found Concepts AD because she liked one of our posts and they're doing some work for her and her law firm. So oh, dang. already referral based. We're getting there. But uh, All right. listen to the listen to the interview. Have a good time. This is the On Call Podcast. Like us, share, review, leave a five star on Apple iTunes. Have a good night. All right. This is Mike. We're doing a little interview here. Uh, you guys have seen me promoting this on Twitter. I'm with uh, Concepts AD. They uh, reached out to McAfee and Hawk is how I first heard about them. They've been spectacular as far as customer service when I ordered masks. And uh, now we're doing some gators and uh, even some banners. So me and him have talked and I think we're going to do some some further collaborations and get everyone involved and try to help everybody help everybody. So I'm on here with Dan. He's uh, the director of sales. And uh, Dan, why don't you tell me a little bit about Concepts AD and uh, how it started and what you guys' goals are. Sure, sure. So the story of how I guess Concepts AD started as, as well as how I kind of got involved with Concepts AD is actually pretty, pretty interesting. So I got to take you back about 20 years ago. Um, I was in the graphics industry. I was in the printing industry. I was on a different side of it, though. I was actually selling the equipment that we use today. So I was, I was a sales rep for a uh, product called Roland, which is a digital printing company. They manufacture digital printing equipment, uh, actually the same company as the keyboard. And a uh, 16-year-old kid happened to walk into, into the showroom, and I sold him his first vinyl cutting machine. And for the next 20 years, I remained friends with him. I remained, you know, a good, 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 very good business with him. Uh, we always stayed in close contact. He's, his name is Chris Ferlacci. He is... Um, he has got so many amazing ideas and he's one of those that just is not afraid to just go out there and do it. And that's what I always admired about him. He's an outside the box thinker, very creative. And I, I always admired that about him because I have a lot of that in me as well. Um, fast forward to about, like, about 20 years later and I've done some transitional changes in my career, uh, being on the road a lot, selling equipment, you know, outdoor five back home at 11 always running around nonstop. It kind of took a toll on me. And at 44, I was, you know, I wanted to 
try something different. I decided to go back into the other side of the business where I was doing more of the printing and selling the actual graphics as opposed to selling the machinery. So that, that other side is a lot more fun. And Chris had approached me about joining up with this company that he was um, that he was founding, and it was called Concepts AD. Now, Chris had had a bunch of businesses beforehand, and it kind of transitioned into Concepts. And uh, we always wanted to do something together, and the timing was just never right, but this one really felt right. Um, at first, we said it felt right, and then about two weeks after we agreed to do it, the whole world shut down. So, That's what I was thinking. I was, I was looking up on your company, and it looks like right after you guys were founded on the website, the f- damn coronavirus struck. Right. right. Concepts kind of came into formation off of, a, off, of the, off of another company. So Chris has always kind of had the companies going on. The name kind of just changed. Concepts kind of just came into a left zone, um, and he only had some really exclusive clients. He never really, we never really advertised like the public. So that's kind of why when some people are like, hey, they haven't really heard too much about us. That's mainly why. Because we, we had some exclusive clientele in the North Jersey area around East Rutherford, and we never really advertised. And then all of a sudden, when all this the pandemic happened, you know, we're kind of left with, you know, five wide-format print and cut machines, uh, you know, a giant flatbed printer, screen printing. We had about, we had, you know, a <laughs> good investment in equipment. Um if I had to put a dollar, the biggest part, I'd say, I'd say about, about is, a half a million dollars worth of equipment sitting there. Um, is that know, the most expensive part of starting that company, that type of business is the hardware to start it? It is and it isn't. You see, looking at it from both sides, you know, some companies choose to buy it outright and they did. And, and I, you know, and if you have the, if you have the means to do so great. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I always recommend the financing route, especially like in the, in the pandemic you want, I, I would have recommended the financing, but you know, Hey, at the end of the day, you know, when you don't have, like my grandmother always says, when you have no debt, you're rich. So, I mean, if they don't, if they own their own equipment, um, the question is now, what we're, what are we going to do with it now that we're shut down? And Chris literally drew a mask out on, on a piece of paper, just like a, a concept basically, and, and tried to figure out a way to do it because we had sublimation machines and were able to print like right on, you know, fabrics and everything else. And, um, he decided we were going to start making masks and that's how we got back open. And, it kind of took on a life of its own from there. We started originally, but I think, I don't know if you and I were talking when we were originally doing the tie back. Um, the mask. Yep, I got two of them. Oh, you did? I okay, got a Navy right. one and the nurse one. That's right. That's right. That's right. You did. Okay. Yeah. The original ones were the tie backs. And we, we, we hired, I mean, we hired a bunch of seamstresses. seamstresses. We hired, we actually bought a bunch of singer sewing stations. I mean, we were actually employing people and creating jobs for people during this pandemic. And we were donating masks like you wouldn't believe if i had to put a number on it maybe the number of masks we donated had to be close to sixty thousand. i mean we donated to police to fire to emt to nurses to first responders and we were trying to do our part um and it was just keeping the doors open and you know everything's made right in america we don't outsource anything we make it all right in uh in Munaki, new jersey which is um not too far from metlife stadium and we really kind of got ourselves put on the map with the map and uh, I originally started out working with Chris just as a designer. And I, I was, you know, I came from doing all this sales stuff, but I do love graphic design and I didn't want to, I really didn't want to get back into sales. I got to admit, I was like, eh, I'll just stick to, you know, doing the design, lay low and that's it. And I was, I would make the mock-ups, like the stuff that like, that like Alan would send you, or I would say, I would just do just the designs and the mock-ups. Then when things started taking on life its own, it's like, Hey, we should get on social media. 
all right, well, let's get on Twitter. Oh, I don't really want to run it. Okay, I'll run it. <laughs> it's, all right, well, we got an Instagram. We got a Facebook. All right, well, are we doing YouTube? Are we doing that? Okay, I'll do it. Get on LinkedIn. All right, I'll do it. Then you, you just kind of begin to, I guess, for lack of a better explanation, you know, you, you kind of begin to put the sales side back into it. And then I never looked at it as selling. I enjoy talking to people all day long. I, it kind of comes naturally to me. I, I prefer to build relationships and friendships and sell to people I become close with as opposed to saying, hey, you know, buy this because it's on this promotion and blah, 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 blah. You know, it, I hate, I, I cannot stand doing that. Um, and I got right back into it. I talked to a couple people and one thing led to another. And next thing you know, I'm, you know, leading the sales team and everything else. Um, but it's, I, I have to say, um, it's, I feel like of all the jobs I've ever had in my entire life, this is probably my favorite spot. This is kind of where I want to, I told him the other day, I want to retire doing this. This is kind of where I want to be. You're really good at it. I'll tell you that the way that you really focus on making sure the customers that you start, you, you know, when, when I reached out to you, your response time was great. You hooked me up with other people within the company to design the best thing and to make sure I was happy with it before we even talked about purchasing like the bulk of the new on-call pod masks. Mm -hmm. Like you had everything ready. Like I have, I would love to promote you for the long term because like that sort of service is not very prevalent these days. Right. You're, you're absolutely so, right. And it, it, it's hard to see. I, I mean, I grew up doing sales and, you know, I, I fell into early days of sales where I overextended myself. You know, I, I did not say no because there are times when you need to say no. And, you know, I, I wanted to please everybody and I wanted to, I went above and beyond and there's limits to that, but I kind of obliterated those limits. And I, I ran myself into the ground, literally. I mean, I was exhausted half the time. And then I tried running my own business and I learned the hard way because I, I love sales and I could do sales and I could talk to people and I'm a great designer and I could print things and I could do really good things with vinyl. But I really, in reality, I don't know anything about running my own business <laughs> and it crashed and burned, but it taught me a lot. So that the money side of it, the oh, books. Well, just the aspect. I mean, and what on top of that, when you're outsourcing things, it's hard because you're putting your money and reputation in someone else's hands. And if they don't come through, the customer doesn't care what they don't do. It's your name on the door. And I, you know, I fell victim to that a couple of times. I made mistakes, but and it was, it was a it was a hard lesson. But at the end of the day, I learned so much. And by the time that Chris and I kind of put this together, we knew this was right. Um, and I, I really feel like, like now, I was always torn back in the day because of the way I was able to talk to customers. I built a friendship. I have loyalty. Uh, and I had employees that, like, you know, listened. And I, I always, but I was torn. Certain bosses and companies I worked for didn't know whether they wanted me to be a manager or they wanted me to be a sales guy. And you can't, you can't be both. There's no way. Especially when you're looking at commission. If you're looking from a commission standpoint where it's like, and it's nature to be. If you were going to be a manager of your team, but you had to worry about you making your own commissions, you know, a lot of times you're not going to be worried about everyone else's commission. You still yeah. got to eat. The rest, so, of the, the rest of the team's going to suffer. Yeah. And, and I always learned, you know, you got to treat people. I, I, I trained all these the sales reps over there. I said, look, simple three rules. It's like, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Do what you say you're going to do and know your product inside and out. And I... I found that some people, the, the crew that is at Concepts right now, I cannot brag about them enough. And, and, and that's not just, that's not just on, on your podcast. I mean, I could brag about the like complete strangers. I mean, I absolutely love every single person that I'm working with right now. I, I could not have asked to be involved with a better team. 
Um, and and you've and you've only met maybe you only interacted I think with a few. I mean myself, probably Alan and uh, Victoria. I think right. Yeah, yeah, not much other than that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean and, uh, Victoria and Alan. I mean Victoria is one of the sales managers, and she is on top of everything. She knows the ins and outs of the company. She knows what's going on at every given moment. And Alan, as far as designs, he's one of the best, one of the best. And he loves what he's doing. And I've always learned that that's how you have to hire people. If they love what you do and they want to be a part of it so bad, you know, and they want to be just on that team because they love and they can be passionate about it and they can get behind it. You got a, you got a golden employee right there. They're going to work hard for you. So right now, I mean, I gotta, I gotta ask. Yeah. Um, how did, how did the McAfee and Hawk thing actually come about? Because like that's how I heard about you guys. It's funny. We we had we got a contact that came to us, and they had a contact on the show. And um, I had I had never I always knew about Pat. I I know his history. I never I have I have contact and I have friends of mine. A lot of my a lot of my friends are are involved in pro wrestling. So. I know some people down in Orlando right now and stuff like that. And, and, and Pat, I guess, is also, I kind of got them to listen to his show. Pat's a, Pat's a pretty big WWE guy. And I thought, I didn't yeah. know, I didn't know much about the arrangement. I, I knew that there was a contact for Pat, Pat's show. I designed the mask. We got them the mock up. They got it on the show. They wore, I thought it was one of the coolest things. It really, it really was. And he actually gave a pretty, pretty good shout out to us um, and really put us over. And a lot of people were picking up to, to what we were doing. I mean, you did a bunch, a bunch of podcasts and listeners did, and uh, we got, we got, a, we got a good amount of orders off of that. Um, that to me was always cool. I, I, I appreciate it, and um, I thought it was a really good experience. And we tried sending out masks to, you know, some sports figures here and there, and some people like, you know, they, they got back to us, but they weren't really going to post things about it. Um, a buddy of mine uh, down in WWE, Robbie, Rob, Robert Stone. Um, Mm-hmm. He actually he, he he actually posted about the mask. I sent him some. I know him personally. He's a friend of mine. Great guy. Hardest one of the hardest workers I know. Um, but he, these are people that actually helped us, you know, get on the map a little bit with what we're doing. And Pat was a huge one for that. And uh, he's he's a very good sport. It was it was a very good opportunity. That's awesome. I'm, I'm a little. I mean, that's that's how it works. You just you meet one person's on the one side, and then it just it worked out that way. Oh yeah. Um, My thing is, you know, I like to really build relationships and really learn to, you know, just learn all about what people do and how we could help build, you know, their business as well as, and then they they buy from you. And it's like a round and round. That's how it goes. You know, it's a two way street. Like you don't need to get every single client that you talk to. You don't, you need to get the right client that we can build the right relationships to the right profit. Like, Look at, look at you and I. I mean, I will gladly share. I've never met you personally, but I will gladly share every single thing that you post. Um, and, and gladly, I mean, I listen to it. I enjoy your show. Um, I enjoy the stuff you're doing. I think it's cool. And, and you've actually kind of put me in touch with a couple people already. I know um, Elizabeth, is that her name, Elizabeth Turner? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, and she's already been sharing some of our stuff. And that, that's how you build. I mean, in theory, that's how you network. That's how you do all this stuff. It's not... It's it's not just you talk to someone for ten minutes and it's okay. Can you give me your credit card? Like that's I I hate to say it, but like those days I don't hate to say it. Those days are dying out. Like right now, especially now, I have tried to deal with certain businesses, and I'll be I'll shoot straight with you here. I've I've tried to deal with certain businesses purchasing just everyday life things, and 
you could really tell how a lot of businesses, the quality of the service has just gone south. Like it's, I mean, sloppiness. I mean, everything from like real estate to car purchases to, I mean, even, even hospitals and doctor's appointments and even something as simple as going to get a haircut. Like the quality has not been what it used to be. And, and I, and I get it because right now everyone's desperate to get open, especially like where I am in you know, the New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Pennsylvania area, you know, it's, it's bad and businesses are like, struggling to get open. And, and what happens is some people are really going to show appreciation to get open and get that business. And other businesses are kind of doing desperate tactics and it's showing there's a huge, there's a huge problem with that up here. And it's, it's rough, it's very, very rough. Yeah. There's definitely some stuff down here in Florida that people are just really out of touch mm. and they don't know what to do to even get back on their feet because money's tight for a lot of people. So you got to provide them something that makes them worth your money. Yeah. Exactly, and exactly. that's one you guys. Yeah. It's one thing you guys are doing great. Everyone's reached out. Everyone's friendly. And you have, dude, you have so many products. I thought you were just masks at first. Now I watched you're sending your, you're posting videos of all this vinyl printing. I watched this awesome one of the, the vinyl of the Iron Man mask. That oh, shit was yeah, gnarly. Yeah. What, like, what other stuff do you guys have? Like, what can you promote for what you guys are doing? Like, so, so here's every one, week there's a new thing on your guys' page. <laughs> here's one thing I love about the sign industry. It, 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 it is ever-changing. And the one thing I always liked about a former employer of mine is he had a showroom. And in his showroom, he put almost every type of machine on the floor. So if you were in the industry and you loved it, or even if you weren't in the industry, you walked in our, in our showroom floor, if you had any graphic experience or any kind of interest in how things are printed, you are, it's like a kid in a candy store right there. Like, and that's kind of how Concept has designed their showroom. We have, so we have machines that do, that do the, the face covers, obviously. Uh, we recently brought in a graduate from FIT um, in Manhattan, and she is, knows, you know, the fashion industry. And she knows about fabrics, and, and we're now making our own apparel. Like, um, if you follow the stuff on the... Uh, Concept maybe apparel Instagram. Chris has been shown wearing a lot of the stuff we're making. We're making sweatshirts that kind of like kind of like an Under Armour type style, um, very soft feel. We're making now we're making the gators, as you know. Um, I've seen mock-ups for all kinds of different clothing. We have stuff coming out that I'm not going to reveal just yet because I got to build it up, obviously. But no, we have we have some cool we have some cool stuff coming out. We have a flatbed printer that is a UV finish, which basically means you know, if you said to me, hey, can you print on this? My, my answer is going to be, I don't know, stick it in the machine and try. As long as the ink holds, you know, <laughs> it, it, we have screen printing. We have embroidery. Um, we have a laser cutter, which uh, Chris has been trying out some stuff and cutting out the acrylic. Um, and we, we actually do, I don't know how big, I, I actually, I, I, I was in Orlando last November. I drove down there and uh, the, um, I think it's actually might be bigger down in your area than this dark, but a lot of the businesses that have those feathered flags outside their business. You, yep. know, you know what I'm talking about? They're kind of like a, like a feather lookout. They sit outside the storefronts and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. Can, we got we, a lot of them. We can do those. We do. Banners are huge for us. Banners and vehicle wraps. This week, what's actually ironic is this week alone, I did not put a promotion price on it. I just called it vehicle wrap week. And... I was just going to put advertisements out featuring vehicle wraps so people could learn about it. I put the videos out. We, I think right now, um, I know I have two and I know the other sales rep has two. We got about 
think about four pending vehicle rap deals. And that's out of nowhere. So we, the best thing about the industry is forever changing. There's always cool stuff you could do. You just got to play around. You got to figure out a way to do it. And, you know, our team is the exact kind of team to do that. And, you know, we make, you know, we do make it look like a lot of fun. We do have a lot of fun at work, but there's a lot of chaos involved. Like we run around, we work hard and, you know, it's kind of like, Hey, we do it till the job is done. And we, we always come through with it. I mean, yeah, we we're like any other business, you know, we've, we've learned from our mistakes. You know, we, there's hiccups, there's growing pains, there's all that stuff. But um, like I said, what's nice about the industry is it's a lot of fun and the team that is behind it, you know, I, I, there's no other place I'd want to be working right now. So speaking of vehicle reps, you can only do that locally. So that's what sucks to see about you guys is Twitter is like, I would love to do that. I got a, I got a minivan. It'd be cool as shit to get a rap on a minivan. <laughs> well, hold on now. Hold on now. So where, where in Florida are you? Southwest Florida. The uh, Gulf far Coast. Is that from Orlando? Two and a half hours. Ah, well, I mean, hey, look, I'm, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, oh, if you said you wanted to rap in a certain way, I mean, there's ways to make things happen. You can, I mean, we, we would easily ship the materials down there, put our installer on a plane. Don't, I mean, that's not something that's out of the question, man. I mean, we, if it, if it works out right for everybody, there's, there's no reason why we couldn't do it. Like, especially, I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, somebody must get quarantined down there for a couple, <laughs> couple of days, but I mean, oh, poor you. <laughs> poor me. I'm just going to Disney World. Oh yeah. They're, yeah, they're open. You're good to go. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm Make it a family to, I'm, trip. I'm supposed to go down in November. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but I'm supposed to go down in November, but who knows right now? Oh, that's true. Who but, knows? I mean, there's, there's just being creative now. Okay. A buddy of mine um, was trying to do a pro wrestling show up in New York and uh, he got shut down. They told him no way. He had to do it a certain way. They yeah. said the audience has to be in cars or I don't know, whatever it is, or everyone has to get tested, something like that. And, but he wanted um, ring skirts to go around the ring. And I've done those before. Uh, just the, the banners that go around the wrestling ring. Uh, magnets, oh, yeah. magnets that go on the ring post. Because um, a lot of these guys, they want, like, some of them want to actually wrap vinyl around the ring post, which you could do. Because, I mean, let's face it, every, every promotion wants to look like a WWE. Uh, they want the ring to look just as good, and, and they can't. They definitely can. But a lot of these guys rent rings, so putting vinyl on a rented ring really doesn't work. So they can get magnets and put the magnets on the post. Um, you can do decals for the ring. You can make shirts for the roster. There's a lot that we could do. Um, like, the possibilities are endless with this stuff. That's why I love this industry. That's what I was just thinking. You're talking about wrapping a vehicle, face masks, Under Armour, t- Under Armour style clothing. Uh-huh. We're doing banners. Like, your guys are pretty much limitless. You're doing whatever you can to fucking thrive and it seems like it's going to be working because there's always shit to look you gotta you gotta like my podcast like trying to stick stick out any way possible bam reach out to you face mask banners i watched i watched a lot of stuff that you were sharing you know and the way you were doing it your logo uh, your logo, I love. Your logo, I actually, um, I found out what you, uh, was it Lowell you said? Is he, is he the one, he designed it? Uh, he directed me to a link to purchase the rights to it, and then he completely overhauled it. Very cool. No, I like, I love your logo. I, I, you know, I like 
how you have a very diverse type show and you're, you know, you'll, you'll cover a bunch of different topics. I mean, cause let's face it, how many podcasts are there out there? You know, there's, there's so many. So for someone to actually so sit down many. and listen to an entire episode over and over and over and subscribe, it takes a lot. It's a lot of work. And, you know, I, I started sharing it because I'm like, you know, you, you got something going here with it. It's very entertaining. I, I enjoy listening to it. Um, I've listened to a couple episodes. I mean, even in the gym, uh, just, you know, on the treadmill, let me listen to a couple episodes, this and that. And, it, and I, I found it very entertaining. And for me to start sharing your stuff, it, it's like, yeah, it's, I help, you know, build you, you help build me, but it's also like a, it's a mutual respect thing. Like I, I you're putting in a lot of time and effort to this and, you know, we want to see it succeed just as much as you, you root for us, we root for you. Hoorah. So actually when I was talking to Lowell, since he's not, uh, on the interview right now, he wants to have you on for a full episode and he wants you to pick a chick flick that we can poke fun at and have a good time with and have a drink on. So you'd have to get a zoom and have a, have a good time. I am so down for that. That's awesome. Yeah, let, let's definitely do that. So he wants me to pick a chick flick. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I got, I got a couple. That's, that's, that's cool. I can do that. <laughs> that's awesome. Perfect. You guys just say when I'm, I'm totally there. All right. And we'll do that. I think next week then we'll have you uh, pick one and we'll watch it and then we'll break it down together and talk some shit and have a, have a beverage. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you guys. All right. All right. So See, let's, 30 minutes. We're going to, what, okay. what else have you got to promote for me? Well, I mean, you, you, you would, mind, mind if I tell people where, to, where they can find you? No, absolutely not. I want you to absolutely promote yourself and the group, the designs, the site. Oh, speaking of your site, is there any word on getting a mobile platform? Because everyone searches on their phone now. We are. We're working on it right now. That we the site kind of just what it was was what it was at the time to do the math, and then we just we put up some apparel on there. Um, every Monday we have a meeting with the team, and every Monday we talk about the site. And every Monday, you know, we talk about the improvements and stuff like that. It is all in the works. I can tell you one thing about Chris is that he will not launch it. I guarantee it until it's a hundred percent perfect, exactly the way he needs it to be. And the way he knows people are going to find it easy to use and navigate through, but it is all in the work. Um, we're working on that. Awesome. Um, the site is definitely one place you can locate us. Uh, that's, that's conceptsad.com. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are concepts AD. Now Twitter gets a little bit complicated. So <laughs> we're all over Twitter. So my own personal one is, is concepts AD underscore dr all right so that's that's just me then you get me switch over to the production team which is also on um that's concept ad 2m as in michael and then of course you got alan okay. uh who is over on the design side which is concept ad underscore design oh no i'm sorry underscore art and then the last is the sales team, which is just concept AD sales. So we're really trying to cover a lot of ground on Twitter. Um, we're, we also have a fan page on LinkedIn or follow page on LinkedIn. Um, and then, oh, there's customs AD apparel for our clothing line. So we're all over social media. You can find us just about anywhere. Yeah. Now that I know that you make Under Armour style clothing, I wear an undershirt under all of my scrubs. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be seeing what I can do for that. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Here's We love the creative side of that. So even if you're sitting around one day and you're just like, huh, like I wonder if you guys could do that. Just throw the idea to us. I mean, 
not only, I mean, if it works, it gets involved with the whole process and the product like distribution itself. You know, like, we're not afraid to think outside the box. And, you know, everybody, all these things is just one really good idea to take off and, and, and be running with it. Um, like I said, these, these masks were something we never expected to do. Uh, we, and, and it really kind of helped us get back on track and kind of come into our own with things. And now we're, we're very excited about the future and, and what it holds for us and all the different things we got coming down the pike. Oh, I don't, I don't see an end in sight for you guys at all. <laughs> I hope not. As, I hope not. As the, yeah, man, as the economy gets better and everything starts to get to the new normal, I think you guys are going to grow even more than what you're doing right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fucking awesome. All right, man. I'm going to send you a text and we'll uh, work on doing some more promo work together and uh, do some segments. Think about your chick flick. I will. I will do that. I will do that. Awesome. Can't wait. I'll I'll text you. Yeah, I'll text you in a few. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to talk to you some more, man. Sounds good. Take care. Take it easy, Dan. Bye-bye. All right. That was Dan with uh, Concepts AD. They are just fucking killing it. I can't wait to work more with them. I want to send them more work. I think after dealing with them for some banners recently, I'm going to be using them for my, even my daughter's birthday parties. If there's a banner that can be made, I'm going to use them. Why not support people at everything in the U.S. instead of ordering a banner on Amazon where you're going to get some Chinese paper piece of shit? Why not get a nice banner made and... All these extra moms out there on Facebook, once you put them to shame, that's what it's all about, right? Everyone likes to brag about what they can do and everyone wants to be the best at what they can be. If you want to be an extra parent, get yourself a nice, awesome looking banner and make it even a talking point. Get some clothes, get some custom masks, get themed parties, bam, masks for kids, headbands, wraps, gaiters, everything. And uh, apparently they can do vehicle reps everywhere, so... Hell, I might have them, someone fly down to Orlando so I can get the uh, dad minivan wrapped in something, make it a little less grandma style and a little more bad as fuck. This has been the, the On Call Podcast. Again, hit us up on at On Call Pod. And don't forget, Concepts AD, they're the shit. Keep dealing with them. Thanks for listening to the On Call Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at OnCallPod. Interested in being a sponsor or want to be on the show? Drop us an email at OnCallPod at gmail.com. For more info, go to OnCallPod.com. 